What's going on, people? This is Martinez with Sea Monsters Mindset. Back again, we're going to talk about work ethic and choices. Work ethic and choices, baby. That's right. Throwing a little Rihanna in there. Once again, don't give a fuck. Somebody come after me. You don't like it, maybe bring attention. That's how we get attention nowadays, you know? In society, how you become insta-famous or whatever they call. There's two ways. You do stupid shit or you do funny shit. When somebody's trying to motivate you or give you some advice, inspiring stuff, driven shit, nobody fucking listens, nobody cares, nobody blows up. It's doing stupid shit, challenges like the tortilla challenge or some whatnot, right? That that fucking putting the gorilla glue in your fucking hair, um, drinking cranberry juice on a fucking <laughs> on a skateboard with the song from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, then you become on TV, you make fucking deals with them, and, and you become famous. That's how it is. And that's what fucking people are doing now, doing stupid shit. So maybe the stupid shit about putting on songs when I'm not supposed to will uh, we'll give us more play, which is not the intention here. But uh, just speaking on the truth there, how people will like and continue to do stupid shit and follow stupid trends. But anyways, we're going to talk about work ethic and choices. Work ethic and choices, baby. Look, the beautiful thing about how our life goes and, and where we want it to go is that we have choices. Sure, we may not be or have a choice of where we're born at one time, right? We were just born to a certain family, to a certain set of parents in a certain fucking country. That's not our choice. That just happens. But as you grow up and you have your own life, now you are your own person, you are obviously getting programmed. You live in a certain place, follow a certain culture, your parents teach you certain values or not, and you see certain things. And that's fine. But as you're getting older, you should have your own thoughts, your own intentions, your own goals, and where you want to go and what you want to do. And nobody has told that kid, if they're coming from a bad place, on how to be better. I'm going to give you an example real quick of a choice that I made that affected my life and where I'm at now, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, and how that shifted me into being a different person, a better person, a better internal fortitude person. I was playing baseball pretty much my whole life since I was five years old, and I was really good at it at a young age. And as I was getting older, I continued to be great and be in all-star teams and just be on every best team that I could because I was, I was getting recruited. I was really good, and I was growing up really quick, had a lot of power, speed, arm strength, everything that you could look for and ask for. And that's what led me to go to Notre Dame. The circle I was around afforded me the opportunity to go to Notre Dame, which I did, but I stopped growing. I stopped growing physically in height and I stopped growing as a player, but I was good enough to get through it. And as I graduated high school, some of my friends were going to USC and other colleges and whatnot. And I had some offers, but I knew nothing about, you know, financial aid and getting there and whatnot. And my brother had gone to Pierce College. So that's where I was going. I was going to work there, follow in his footsteps. My brother from there Ended up going to Pepperdine and, and then got drafted by the Padres. But so I followed in his footsteps. I already knew the coach there, Coach Lafrano. And I went there. He knew about me. And in high school, I played a little bit of outfield and third base. Never played second base. I played shortstop and other positions as you're younger and kind of, they kind of throw you everywhere catcher, pitcher, outfield, shortstop. But never played second base. And so it's fall ball. We're there. Coach is kind of having tryouts. He sees me, throws me out in left field. He brings me and he says, You're not a, you're not a left fielder. Try third base. Where'd you play? I said, third base in high school. Okay. Threw some ground balls there and he goes, you're not a third baseman. You're a second baseman based on your height, 
you're hitting everything, your whole skill. You're a second baseman. I said, okay. I've never played second base, so I, I get thrown out there. I go to second base, take some ground balls, turn some double plays, and uh, I can tell that I'm not as as elite, as good as the second baseman there, which was Dave Sapolo. Dave Sapolo came from Cleveland, good, solid baseball player, was a redshirt the year before, and at shortstop they had Edgar Maldonado, which was a good friend of mine, who also played at Notre Dame, and was playing shortstop there, had redshirt the year before. During the fall season, coach has two meetings. The first meeting is to tell you where you stand, which what's going to happen. The last meeting is to tell you whether you made the team or not, and what kind of role you're going to have on that team. So as we go through fall ball and practices and games, and we play fall ball games against other colleges, Coach LaFron has a meeting with me, and he tells me that I have a couple options here, a couple choices to make. And he says, you can either redshirt and sit out, not waste a year, or you can transfer and go to another college because you're not going to play here this year. You're not playing. You're not good enough to play second base, and that's the only position that you can play. I left that meeting went into my VW bug that I had, was living with my brother in Agur Hills. And I, as I drove in the car, I was crying, bawling, crying, shame, fearful. Was this real? I couldn't believe it. It never happened to me. The worst time in my life. Sure, it's not life or death or whatnot, but it was, it was big for me because I had never been told that. And I wanted to move on and play professional baseball. And I wanted to move on and play Division I baseball. And I wanted to move on and go further. And here I am in college, my first year being told I'm not even going to start. I'm not even going to play, to transfer, to leave, to move. And those were my choices. Pretty much, I'm not fucking starting. I'm not playing. Leave or sit on the bench. And I ended up calling a friend of mine that went there as well. And we knew each other from Notre Dame by the name of Chris Levesque. He was a lefty pitcher. And Chris told me, you have one more choice. And I go, really? What is that? And he goes, you can work your fucking ass off and leave it all out there and see where it stands at the end of the fall season. If you're better than that guy, they'll find a spot for you. If you're not, then let the best man play. And then you'll decide whether you sit or you move or you leave. And I went home and I, and I came back and I said, hell fucking yeah. That's the, that's the way competition is. And I believe in myself. I believe that I can get better. I have to learn that skill. I have to get better. I need to get better. I will get better. And I went every day after that day, and I was the first one on the field. I would pay a person, a student that was walking by $5 to feed me a ball so that I can turn a double play and throw it into a net. Just so he can feed me the ball, soft toss it into me. I would learn how to become a better base dealer. And I can always hit, but I just took a different philosophy in hitting. I didn't know how to play second, so I made a phone call. To a guy who had played shortstop there and was up at USF by the name of Ricky Banuelos. Ricky Banuelos was an amazing shortstop, had hands like no other, played shortstop very, very well. And I asked him if he could come down and show me how to play second base, if he could teach me the skill. He came down for a weekend and he showed me the skill. And I learned as much as possible in those two days. And I kept it. He went on back to college and I kept those skills and I worked for it. I grinded every day. I was the last one off. I timed myself running from first to second, from second to third, from second to home. I knew what my speed was. I knew what I could, if I had to get better, I worked on shit. I was the last one off the field. I grinded. I would time pitchers to see how long they took to, to you know, on their sidestep, on their, on their stretch. I timed catchers 
before the game to see how long it took him once they cut the ball to throw to second. I knew their time, three seconds, whatever it was, and it took me 2.5. I don't, I'm just telling you numbers, but I knew that I could steal no matter on a fastball, curveball, or whatnot. I learned at picking signs. I learned in how angles worked on, on, on stealing. I worked on getting rid of the ball at second base. I worked on reading that and players and pitchers. I mean, I did everything that I could, baseball IQ-wise, skill-wise, and I worked everybody on that field. I did. I left nothing to chance. And as fall ball continued, I got better. And coach was seeing that. Even though I was only getting one at bat, he would put me in the sixth, seventh inning, and I would get, you know, just go in there and give the guys a little bit of rest. And I would go in there and I would make the best out of that opportunity to show him that I can play. And as fall ball was coming to an end, and I had gotten that opportunity and I was making that opportunity work for me, being on, stealing bases, making the plays, the routine, the extra plays, and, and doing everything I could. We had the last meeting. And Coach LaFrana goes, you're going to be my starting second baseman. And I couldn't believe it. Not that I couldn't believe it, but I knew I had worked hard. I knew I had done everything out there. I just couldn't believe that his choices, that he had actually seen it. I know what I was looking at. But I wasn't the one making that choice. The choices I was making was putting the fucking work every fucking day. I ended up winning that spot at second base. They moved uh, Dave Sapolo to third and kept Edgar Maldonado at short. And goddamn, we had a good team. I ended up leading off for the team and I had a great year. All that work that I had put in, the choice that I had made to become better, the choice that I had made to learn the skill, to work hard, to be the first one on the field. What coach had told me before that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't going to play, to leave, or to, re- or to sit on the bench, changed me. It fucking changed me. Now I understood that I needed to work for things, that I needed to earn things. It changed my mindset. And it changed my mindset, not only there and then, but when I got a scholarship at Division I at CSUN and in life. It took a coach to tell me the hard fucking truth and for me to realize that there was another choice as well in order to become a different person and to win that fucking spot. Look, the lesson here is this. You have choices. And a lot of the times the choices we make are difficult ones or we're told the truth and they're hard and it hurts. But if you continue to work, you continue to grind, you continue to learn your choices and that work effort will make you a better person and will get you where you want to be. But you can't focus on the outcome. You got to focus every day on that skill Every day on the things you need to do that day. Every day on what's in front of you. You got to focus on 24 fucking hours. And then the next 24 hours. And then that 24 hours. And you can't focus on a month from now. That month from now will fucking come if you continue to do the 24 hours. If you continue to lay brick by brick, that fucking wall will be built. Focus on now. Make the fucking best choices you can. And work as hard as you fucking can. Be better. See Monster out. Once again, thank you for listening to the Can't Be Broken podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and invite you to subscribe and email us with any questions or topics you would like us to discuss at can'tbebroken22 at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram at EA underscore essence and at UAG fit. Please screenshot this episode and share on your social media. Tag the Can't Be Broken podcast and we'll share your post. In closing... It's only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Embrace the journey.